You're listening. No. You're listening to the Buns.com Podcast Network. (laughs) (laughs) Buns, Buns, Buns. Hi, everybody. Steven here, and welcome to another episode of Sustainable Joe's 2084, the best place for business and sustainability talk out there. Today, I'm really excited to share this episode because I sit down with a man who has become a new friend of mine. His name is Jim Lord. He's the co-founder of Ecovert, which is a sustainability consulting firm in Toronto, Ontario. He also, for the last eight years, has organized Green Drinks Toronto. And in fact, that's how Jim and I met each other. So in an effort to empower you to connect with more people who have a sustainable mindset, we thought we'd do an episode today about well, what Green Drinks is, how it started. Uh, And we also thought we'd talk about consulting in the space of sustainability a little bit, challenges, obstacles, and opportunities moving forward. And we do all of this in 10 minutes. Now, before we hit play on today's episode, I'm also excited to say that we'll be releasing our film next week. As with the podcast, we hope it empowers and inspires the leaders of tomorrow through sharing the lived experience of the people who are writing our history today. So if you've not signed up for a mailing list yet, uh, now would be a perfect time at sustainablejoes.com and we will send you a free copy next week. Without further ado, this is my conversation with Jim Lord, co-founder of Ecovert and the organizer of Green Drinks Toronto. I hope you enjoy. Okay. Jim Lord, good morning, my friend. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. We're going straight live with this episode. So thank you for sitting down uh, with me. Uh, You are the co-founder of Ecovert, a sustainability consultancy here in Toronto, Ontario. And you also started up Head Toronto Green Drinks. Yes. Is it started up or Head? Uh, I'm the chief organizer of Toronto Green Drinks for the last uh, eight years. And we also both have some, some winter cold action happening, so we, we're, we're calling, we, we can call this Raspy Voice Wednesday. Definitely Raspy Voice Wednesday. All right, so the chief organizer of Toronto Green Drinks, can you briefly dive into what is Green Drinks um, and what is Ecovert? Well, let's start, let's start off with uh, Green Drinks. So Green Drinks was started in the 80s in the UK by a couple of friends who would get together and go down to the local pub and uh, talk about all things green and sustainable. And then they realized this is this is you know pre-internet days, so it's a lot of work phoning everybody to say where we're going. So they said, why don't we just say we'll do this on the third Wednesday of every month at, at a certain pub, and anybody who wants to join can. So since that time, it has grown. It's uh, I think around 640 cities it's in right now. Uh, there's 25 cities in Ontario that uh, that have participants. Yeah, wow. groups. Uh, Toronto is the uh, the largest one. We get a, between 150 and 400 people out uh, every month. Our next one is actually December 20th at Grace O'Malley's from six till uh, till nine, and we've got uh, sponsors for some appetizers, and we have. Uh, yeah, shameless plug, everybody. Shame. The, the reason why Jim's on this week is because the annual celebration for Toronto Green Drinks uh, for the holiday season is next Wednesday, which is December the 20th. Yeah. Uh, Grace O'Malley's downtown. I will be there. It is a great time. If you've never been to a Green Drinks, why would you suggest somebody goes to Green Drinks, Jim? 
Well, Green Drinks, you get to meet a whole bunch of different people. Each, each one of our events, we probably have 40% of the people are new uh, because we do them every month. There's a lot of them during the year. So it's, uh, it's a, a great opportunity to, to meet more uh, people who are interested in sustainability and uh, are sort of like-minded. Uh, a lot of amazing uh, uh, connections have been made. People have gotten jobs through it. People have met, met people through it. What's um, your favorite story? Um, actually, even last, uh, last week we had, or last month we had um, uh, a young guy who has a rickshaw company and was trying to figure out how to move that forward. It's a, it's a sustainable transportation business. And he ended up meeting a marketing guy. I was going to say, I met him. I forget his name, but Julian. yeah. Yeah. And he, like, because it was, it was about marketing and rickshaws yeah. and pairing the two together. Exactly. And he met like three people who helped him with ideas and or he's, he's got f- further meetings now to figure out how to how to take his, his business to the next level, which is pretty pretty cool for just a random event that doesn't even have a, a fee to attend. <laughs> why did you particularly, like why, why do you dedicate so much time to, to green drinks and green drinks Toronto? I think uh, when I went to my first green drinks 10 or so years ago. Uh, Hold just, on, what's your favorite drink by the way? Oh, my favorite, oh, uh, Guinness right now. Okay, yeah. is, that, is that because it's a seasonal thing or it's just? A, it's a, it's a, yeah, seasonal for winter, you know, yeah. summer then we, we get to the, you know, the steam whistle, which is always, always an excellent. The crisp Canadian Pilsner, thank you steam whistle for supporting the podcast. <laughs> exactly. Um, back to, back to you and, and why green drinks. So yeah, the first one I went to, it was, it was amazing. It was a networking event that wasn't really pushy. I think that was the thing. It was almost like it was sort of a religious cult of people who were interested in sustainability and they just wanted to be nice and talk to each other and, and chat about things they were interested in. It was just so relaxed. I think that's what really got me, uh, got me hooked on it. And then the next thing you know, they said, do you, do you want to help out? And the next thing you know, I was in charge. Yeah, and 10 <laughs> years later, you're here. Exactly. When you, when you, talk, when you explain what Ecovert is to people, what does your consulting agency do? So we are, we've helped people to achieve their sustainability goals, mainly around the built environments. How do you define sustainability? I mean, if we were to, to lay a groundwork first, before we get into, okay, how you help businesses attain their sustainability goals, what is sustainability as defined by Ecovert, or does it uh, shift or change on a uh, case-by-case basis? It really does change on a case-by-case basis. So in in one part of the country where, say, you're using coal or oil to, 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 to fuel a building, sustainability might be all around reducing electricity consumption. Whereas you might be in a part of the country where you know, your, coal, your electricity is, is very green, like in Ontario or Quebec, so it might be reducing natural gas consumption. So it really changes based on location and the priorities of the companies that we're working with. Can you give us an example of a company that you worked with? Um, and we, the success that you realized. Our first ever project was the BMW's headquarters up on the 404. No way. Yeah. And we, How did you get that as your first project? Uh, I mean, because I feel like to get land BMW as your first project is like a win. That was, that was our third project was Adidas. But it was, <laughs> it was really through networking. It was uh, knowing people and people recommending us based on... on knowing us from previous careers and... I was going to say, how did they recommend you with no experience? I guess it's personal reputation that you're going to get the job done and that you're going to be successful. And we were. And I think that's, that's sort of the key. So when I'm speaking at events for, with young people and talking about their careers, it's just like, never burn any bridges, make as many connections as you can and always be, you know, 
be diligent in any work that you do so that you, you, you show that you actually get the results that you've, you're, you're trying to get for your client or for your professor or whoever it is that you're, you're, you're working for. And that you know, carries forward to, to other things. All journeys in life have ups and downs. Yeah. What's one of your biggest lows? Like, you know, when we got uh, like a couple of years in, we started in 2007 and 2008 was sort of a bit of a economic yeah. turn, turn down, to, yeah, downturn, to, downturn yeah. to say the least. Uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was a, a tough time when, uh, you know, people aren't building buildings and people were not putting money into sustainability. But what we really focused on is like, what is sustainability, like you said earlier? And it's really doing more with less. And in an economic downturn, every company is looking to do more with less. They don't call it sustainability. They call it fiscal responsibility mm-hmm. or they call it maybe even downsizing. I like to say maximize utility of all resources. Exactly. That still doesn't really describe what was your, your lowest low. Like what was the error? What was the mistake? That was kind of like a market-based low where I was yeah. trying to get to with the question was, you know, what, was your, what would you call your biggest error? And then, what advice would you give to listeners to avoid that error? Our goal is, in most cases, is to get certification for a client. And we really haven't had any, any, any errors on, along that side. Sometimes, you know, the one thing, you, you know, you feel you weren't able to convince a client to do something that would have been so easy for them to do, and they just, you weren't able to explain it to them in their language, mm. so they didn't, didn't implement that solution. And, you end up feeling not completely satisfied with the project, but you know, we've you know our success rate is is, a, is basically hundred percent. Yeah, and, and at the same time, you, you still are moving the needle. When it comes to learning how to better communicate things, what advice would you give? Always look at the other person and the the way they're looking at 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 the uh, the problem or the situation. If it's a green building, it's just like, why do they want to be green? Is it because they want to be able to lease to different tenants? Or is it they want to be able to sell the building? Or is it like, and, or is it just because they are committed to sustainability and they want to minimize their, their environmental impact? And all those things will have sort of, you'll be able to talk to them in different ways. In many ways, you'll end up with exactly the same solutions, uh, but it'll be framed in their context. Over the last decade since you've been in business, what, what trends have you seen? I think we've we've seen like at the the beginning it was meeting with people and like trying to convince them. What that, would that conversation sound like? <laughs> we were trying to, and you sort of had to look at what they were like. It's just like you know, if you don't do this, everybody else is doing it. Or so you really had to sort of figure out what their their touch points were. And it was funny. We had one client. They you know, they went. They did it. We did a feasibility study, and they sort of did it kicking and screaming. And then like, I'm meeting with them like a year later and they're like, yeah, we want to do rainwater harvesting. We want to do solar panels. And I said, so what, what happened? It's just like, well, I've been at all these different functions and all the other people who are in real estate are all talking about what they're doing. And I realized that we really weren't doing like what you were talking to us about a year and a half ago it was really stuff that we needed to be doing that everyone else was doing. So we're on board now. It's like, that's amazing. So peer pressure and momentum can, can help certainly in a, in a cause like uh, sustainability. When you look at the, the year 2084, when we think of the idea of the podcast 2084, designing a better tomorrow for all, what type of future do you see? I, I think, you know, from a real estate standpoint, uh, the, the buildings 
a lot of the buildings that are here will still be here, but they'll have been retrofitted. They'll have much better building envelopes, much better systems. And I think they'll be super co collaborative places and sort of not that it's a cafe, but it's, it's, it's going to be more like that, that it's really a collaboration space rather than the utility of like, that's where my computer sits on my desk because your computer will be anywhere or, in, or everywhere that you need it to be. Last question. Based off of all of your experience and knowledge, what question do you wish I would ask you and what's the answer? Hmm. Excellent question. You already asked it, you know, which, which beer do I like right now? <laughs> <laughs> that was my conversation with Jim Lord, co-founder of Ecovert and the organizer of Toronto Green Drinks. You can find out more about Ecovert on their website, ecovert.ca, E-C-O-V-E-R-T.ca. And you can find out more about Green Drinks at greendrinks.org. Uh, if you're looking for Green Drinks Toronto, go to greendrinks.org slash Toronto. This episode was recorded by yours truly. And of course, I want to thank Johnny for always sharing his music from Wolf Saga. There'll be a track played in full right after this. Uh, you can subscribe to 2084 on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And please do us a favor and leave us a review while you're there. Lastly, if you've yet to sign up for the mailing list, do it now because the film's coming out next week and it's, uh, we're really excited to share it with you. As with the podcast, we hope it empowers and inspires the leaders of tomorrow through sharing the lived experience of the people who are writing our history today. Lastly, big thank you to everyone who supports this project. Our patrons, you are all the best. As always, thank you for listening and we'll be live with a new episode next week. For now, I'll leave you with a track from Wolf Saga right after these ads. Bye, guys. supporters so please listen up this episode of sustainable joe's 2084 is brought to you in part thanks to the support of buns and steam whistle buns hosts our podcast for free and steam whistle gives us their delicious premium pilsner to sip on as we converse so let's get to the technical copy for those who don't know buns is an app for decluttering your life and finding stuff you love recently eli traded a bike light he no longer needed for three apples on buns quite literally a sweet trade Anyways, you too can try trading by visiting buns.com or get the app on your phone. At the end of the day, buns for trading. A big thank you also goes to Steam Whistle, Canada's premium pilsner, from their 100% renewably powered brewery to their green bottles, which can be reused up to three times more than a standard brown beer bottle. Quote unquote, Steam Whistle is proud to support sustainable jewels as we work to create a sustainable tomorrow together. Lastly, our podcast is brought to you thanks to the support of our monthly patrons. If you believe this content is important and have the capacity to contribute, you can find all necessary links at sustainablejoes.com. That's Joes with an S because whether you are a Joseph or Joanne, together we are a group of Joes. As always, thank you for listening. Bye, guys.
Running out of options on those nights alone. No one to bounce ideas off of. And I just felt stuck, but now I see. Just felt stuck.